0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's actually Thursday, December seventeenth. Maybe depending on when you're listening, to this could be Friday, December eighteenth, which would be a week before Christmas. Uh, we released this pod on Thursday. We want to have extra time for people to listen because there are two Saturday games, and this is our best bets picks pod for the week. Reminder that you can subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a five star review. Uh, you can insult us, just but leave. Make sure it's five stars. So we want to get out. You can listen on Thursday night. We'll make sure and tweet it out. Um, and since it is a you know week before Christmas, you might be thinking, what can I get my family for Christmas? How about you don't even pay for it? How about you enter a contest? You get something for free. CBS Sports and Westinghouse are teaming up to give away ten prizes for the holidays, including a curved gaming monitor and a portable power station, perfect for tailgates. Go to CBSSports.com/slash happy holidays to enter that's one word i'll put the link in the episode description contest ends december 25th so you might not get it before christmas but yeah, you win you win remember cbsports.com slash happy holidays go get yourself some prizes okay joining me now to break down week 15 only three weeks left in the regular season it's crazy last thursday last thursday night game <laughs> thank god thank goodness <laughs> um, I'm so tired I, of I hear right. you. <laughs> I mean, like Tuesday games, Wednesday games, Thursday games, enough already. We do have a Christmas night, Christmas afternoon game and a bunch of Saturday games, but we're almost there. Uh, Pete Briscoe, Kitty White and RJ White. What's up, fellas? What's, on? Good what's up? RJ, to be here.
1: It's the second RJ, time RJ. I didn't
2: get a tweet from you on Sunday. How come
1: I didn't go eight? No, <laughs> 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 uh, par-
0: by, uh, by the way, did. Did my um, – did the five-team You missed the Giants. Be... You were four or five. You missed the Giants. Okay, because somebody DM'd me and was like, I just hit the 16 parlay you gave out. I looked at it. I was like, that didn't look like what I gave out, but okay.
2: Um, well, you took, needless to say, you took credit for it anyway. <laughs> I was like, cool. That's yeah. you want, you want... Typical.
0: He took the Cardinals, I think. So I think he had all the picks except the, and then he took the Cardinals. But he had he won twenty five hundred bucks in the parlay. So, good
2: well, but if he had, if he had, then he didn't have your parlay because you had the Giants. So yeah, it would have been a rotten. Maybe he
0: painted all six of my picks. Who knows? <laughs>
2: um.
0: Anyway, week fourteen, of our pick six podcast parlay was a loser.
2: Uh, L. We, we haven't won that in a while, by the way.
0: Yeah, Jaguars Titans didn't go over because the Jaguars are garbage. Saints Eagles under that is a that was a bad beat, I mean Jalen hurts fumbled, tried to basically take knees, and the Saints score a touchdown and why didn't they of... take three knees brutal man uh and then Packer's Lions did go over, I believe right yeah, uh I landed on the total oh well, there you go, so oh two and one in the parlay we're doing garbage something. Pete went four and three last week. Kenny four, three and one. RJ three and four. And I went two. How am I going two and four? I'm like the opposite of Pete. I went like ten and six or eleven and five against the spread in the week, and two and four on best bets.
2: Yeah, you're picking the wrong. Your best bets stink.
0: Your best bets are good, and the rest of your picks are trash.
2: I went nine and seven this week straight against the spread. I had a good week. All
0: right, never mind um overall in the season pete 49 33 and 1 rj 52 41 and 3 kenny 45 31 and 2 and i am a pathetic 44 46 and 1
3: humiliating i gotta go yeah you're you're the host that's that's reasonable.
0: yeah that's right yeah don't
2: give an excuse kenny give me a break (laughs) give me a break
3: (laughs) <laughs> no get it. Exu- Pete, that was no excuse i promise you that
2: <laughs> hey kenny maybe if you get his picks in before you know an hour before the, we start doing this podcast it might work better
0: for i'll him. have you know i'm skipping the the holiday light drive through at darthia Dix park that i secured for my family to do this podcast so there they actually yeah, well, canceled it was so swamped with people going through this this park like they got overwhelmed by the number of people that they canceled all the people who bought tickets for 7:30 p.m. drive-throughs or after through the rest of the month. People are outraged because yeah, you, well, you,
2: get- you got the holiday drive around North Carolina coming up next week, don't you?
0: It's bad. It's bad this year, man. We got. I'm not. I'm not happy about it. Anyway, uh, let's get to the games. We'll start with Panthers and Packers on Saturday. Packers minus nine. The over under is 51 and a half. Pete, what do you think about this game?
2: I think this one's going way over the total. I don't think the Panthers are playing very good defense right now. I think they'll get some garbage stuff in the second half, but that Packers offense is rolling. I mean, this is the best Rodgers has played, I think, in his career. And that's saying something. He just looks so comfortable with everything he's doing. It's almost like he's a step ahead of everybody. So I would lean to the Packers, but I didn't put him as a best bet. But my my best bet is the over in this game.
1: I almost took the over two. Green Bay is on a roll for number one in points for drive DVOA red zone success rate. Carolina's defense routinely gives up 28 plus points. So it does feel like an overplay, but the highest total for a Green Bay home game in December since 2014 is this game. Like this, you just don't see this high of a total usually in Green Bay games in December. So I'm a little bit wary of it. I just made it a lean as the over. Um, I think Carolina's offense can move the ball. So I'm not, I'm not comfortable taking the, uh, the, the Packers either. Um, if we got eight and a half, I would have teased it, but you know, it was nine for, for the purposes of this podcast. So I just stayed away and made it a lean.
3: I'm on the over in that game, too. I I agree. You know, we we can talk about it all day. Green Bay and uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is having a career year. Um, I broke down his numbers today trying to figure out who the MVP of the league was, and if I had to make a favorite, it'd be Aaron Rodgers. He'd be $1.90, and Mahomes would be plus $2 because – Rogers has not been below average one game the entire year. He's five and a half points on the median above average in all of his football games. Uh, j- just a tremendous year he's having. And this is a Carolina defense that's uh, beat up a little bit. They're not very good in the first place. They've gone over four of their last five games. The only game that went under, uh, they shut out Detroit 20 to nothing. Don't know how they did it. The other four games, they give up 33, 46, 28, and 32. And, not one of those teams. Well, Kansas City is a, a outstanding offense and Tampa is pretty good too, but neither one I don't think is playing as well as Green Bay is. So, um I think Green Bay gets uh they they could get 40 in this football game if they uh keep the pedal to the metal.
0: Uh well, let's go ahead and put one in the parlay boys cuz I love the over as well. It's a best bet for me. I also noticed that uh Stephen Ossen along the sports line projections and they think that there's value in the over as well. Uh I I agree with you. I don't um I don't think you can take I mean, you you can take the Packers if you want. That's a lot of points, though, And, and Green Bay's defense isn't very good, and Carolina has shown, you know, they did it last week against Denver where even though they gave up a long touchdown late, like, they will absolutely come in the back door. Like, they will score some garbage time points, and so I would be a little cautious of taking that. I think you could easily see, you know, the Packers up 10 or 14 late, and Teddy Bridgewater you know, hits DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson for some nonsense touchdown. Green Bay recovers, take knees, and um, and and then it's over. So uh, I, I love the over here. Let's put it in the parlay. And uh, oh yeah, I put the Packers in a teaser. I did a seven seven point teaser. First teaser of the year. What could go wrong?
2: Means you're getting desperate. I
1: don't know how we're going to grade that since those are like what minus one forty Kenny on the seven points.
0: I'll just take yeah. the teaser out.
1: Take the teaser out then. Whatever. Oh,
0: uh, I will say this. Yeah, seven points is one forty. Okay, take the teaser out then. I don't want to still don't get rid of it. I, don't, I didn't want to do the three either. I'm not trying to push on the one leg of a teaser. It's like, and I got
1: the Packers money line. Grade that as a as a win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna say I didn't take credit for it before, but I would encourage everybody on Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, as you're sitting around, you know, bored in your house, drinking, watching football. Go ahead and uh, throw in a little uh, first touchdown score uh, bet for Mr. Devontae Adams because he routinely hits it. It's five to one. It's the cheapest. It's the most. It's the cheapest price on the market. But he just he just scores the first touchdown and the Packers can slow down the Panthers. Uh, and if he doesn't score, then hit him on the next one and see if you can get it. He's he just gets touchdowns. That's all he does. Bills at Broncos. Bills minus six at Denver over under fifty. Kenny. Yeah, there's really
3: a situational play uh, with uh, Buffalo coming off a big win against uh, the Steelers. Not only the Steelers beating San Francisco, I think, was a big win for them. But then traveling west again, a lot of travel, big wins they're coming off of, playing in the altitude against the Bronco team who's got a solid defense. Uh, their, their defense is ranked, I know, in the top 10, I think, in DVOA or number 13. So they actually have the better defense between the two teams. And last week, Uh, Drew Luck might've had his career game, best game he's had ever against Carolina. That was out on the road. So back at home, I like the Broncos here, plus the points. I think they got a shot at an upset.
1: Yeah, I was seeing a lot of the same things Kenny was seeing, and then then I looked at Denver's injury report and who's missing at cornerback, and it just it, it was too much for me to 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 love them. So it is a flat spot for Buffalo. I would lean to Denver, but I couldn't make it a best bet. Um, there's going to be people that want to tease this game because I know we were just given uh, Brinson hell for that teaser, but it is eight and a half and eight in a lot of places. So I think you will be able to tease them down under three if you want to, and you'll see this Bills number and you'll go, oh Packers Bills, what could go wrong? The Bills seem like the one that could go wrong. <laughs> like I would I would avoid that Saturday teaser because the Broncos do have a shot of winning this game if they're not terrible at cornerback you know if they can figure out a way to slow down Josh Allen
2: yeah I I thought the same stuff you guys did was looking at Denver but then the more I looked at it I said no this Bills team and I'm worried about being flat after putting so much into Pittsburgh and now you go out on a road and altitude but I think the way they're playing they're there the defense is getting better that's the most important thing they had their little lull there now guys are getting back healthy they're starting to play better football so I would uh take the the bills in this one, but I, I could understand where people would look at the Broncos for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that, that Saturday teaser. And I, you know, what I must've just done my picks and did it at eight and a half. And that's why I thought that I could do the teaser. So, uh, that, that's on me for, Oh, I
1: was mad too. When he sent out the lines, I was like, Oh, come on. I got to try to find another teaser team for, and I couldn't do it. So I just took my teaser out this week. But
0: the Packers are 10 and three on the season. Uh, with it on on teaser legs, that's incredible. I mean, that that is an unbelievable number because every week they're like an eight or nine point favorite, and they w- they just went outright. Um, anyway, uh, you know, you could. You well, could you have it. to
3: hit you have to hit seventy five percent to be to break even on teasers.
0: Yeah, oh, well, then I guess they're just an average. So, team. yeah. <laughs>
3: so they, yeah. It's, I mean, they're a little they're a little above that. Right, right
2: But I mean, they're is. not
0: like they're not like below. I, I was thinking they might be yeah. undefeated. But like, would.
2: if you were gonna tease Saturday's game, wouldn't you tease the Broncos back and take the? take the 12 and then and then take the Packers down?
3: No, now there's no there's no value to taking um, six the, to well. The, yeah, there's no value because you're taking plus eight plus nine plus 11 plus 12 all numbers that are dead dead numbers. The, the value in teasers is when you can cross three, four, six, and seven. And you're crossing those four key numbers. So if you're going from six to 12, you're, you're, you are crossing two key numbers, but that's it. Just two. So I always say, if you can cross three, then you're, you've got a little bit of value. When you're crossing four, you got, you, you have the most value you, you can
1: get. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if you want to, if you want to, uh, if you like Denver on a teaser, just take them plus the six. If, if you, if you like them, you know, you're getting better value just with the six. Don't bother with the teaser. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to, te- if you're, de- if you really want to
0: tease them, just, I mean, it's, it's not like it's a Thursday to Sunday game, like tease the Packers on Saturday. And then tease a team on Sunday. Like you, you're not, I mean, right. you can wait 24 hours for that ticket to cash rather than lose on the, on the Broncos or the Bills. And like the Bills winning by 14 wouldn't be crazy at all. I mean, they're a really good football team. They could, they could win by two touchdowns in Denver, especially with the cornerback issues. I think there's two healthy guys, uh, that RJ mentioned. The one thing I like about this game, the Bills should be a little flat. And I think we could also see Denver run the ball fairly well, assuming Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay are going to go. And that's how you have to beat. Buffalo. You have to be able to run the ball. I think Denver shortens the game. I think they keep it within the number, and they don't. You know, we need Drew Locke not to make any mistakes. I'll take Denver against the spread. I don't, you know, don't have a best bet on it, but that would be uh, my pick. Um, oh, also, I should note this too. I looked this up, and um, Stephon Diggs has in seven games against Vic Fangio defenses has seven touchdowns. That is, that is remarkable. And it's not like the yardage isn't always way jacked up. He just always finds the end zone against, and it was against the bears most of the time, but worth noting. I mean, he's a, one of the best receivers in football right now. I would take his first TD number at like nine, nine to one and maybe
1: his anytime TD at probably like minus 125. And it's catching passes from guys like Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And And against, that's another beast against much better cornerbacks.
2: Now he's catching them from a legitimate star quarterback
0: the greatest quarterback in the history of professional football, Josh Allen for Seahawks. He's really good there. Seahawks minus five and a half at Washington over under 44 and a half. Pete.
2: Yeah. Look, it just depends on the quarterback situation. What is Alex Smith going to do? Is he going to go? Is he not go, but I don't think it's going to come down to who plays quarterback. I think this is going to come down to the Washington football team's front. Look, Seattle lost at home to the Giants playing Colt McCoy. And the reason they lost to them at home was because Russell Wilson's eye level came down and that defensive line battered and bruised him. And I think this front will do that to him as well. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And so in that scenario, I'm going to take the points. No matter who plays quarterback, I'll take Washington football team as one of my best bets.
1: I don't think it matter who plays quarterback either, but it's for a different type of bet because I love the under. I'm the best bet under 44 and a half. Seattle games have gone under in five straight as the defense has improved greatly. There's about 16 points per game allowed in, in those five game stretch. Washington D is allowed 17 points or less in four straight despite the last three being on the road. If Smith plays at less than hundred percent, I think that helps the under. If Haskins plays at all, I think that helps the under. So, um, either way, like whatever quarterback you're getting in whatever situation, I love the under here.
3: Yeah, I'm on the under as well. I uh, was just looking at uh, – uh, and that was my thought too. RJ Seattle's defense is, has definitely improved. Was, uh, their last five games, 5.6 yards per play is the most they've given up to any any one of those teams. But they did play the Giants, the Jets, and the Eagles in that run. So they better be able to stop those teams. But they're playing the Redskins, who have kind of fit in the same area as those bad offensive teams – and then i look at it, the Redskins defense. Wow. They, they, they've held their opponents to 4.1, 4.3, 4.9, and 4.5 yards per play the last four games. And over the last six games, uh, or seven games, six of their seven opponents, they've held under five yards of play. That's just, this defense is solid. Washington's defense is the real deal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm under two. I made the total 38 and a half. Wow. Uh, one, of my, one of my better plays. This is very good under game.
0: Pete, you like the under? I do. Well let's add that to the parlay. I like the under two. Not a best bet, but I mean I just think I think Seattle will try and run the ball and, and be Seattle. They, they won't be able to do it against Washington. It'll it, it'll look a little bit like the Washington the the Giants um uh the Giants Seahawks game. And that's what maybe, I think. Yeah, maybe Russ comes alive later in the game and, and throws a ball down the field, but um I don't see him doing it. I just don't by the see way,
2: whatever it. whatever Kenny wins on that bet. He's got to put it in the kitty for saying the, our, our skin's twice.
0: Twice. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We have an our skins jar. That's right. <laughs> um, so, all right. So we got the, uh, the, the Packers over the Seahawks under in our, as the first two legs of the parlay. And by the way, I really, the one thing I really like in this spot too, especially if Dwayne Haskins plays Terry McLaurin's over props on receptions and yardage. Cause when Haskins is in there, he just feeds McLaurin. And I just don't see. You know, anybody in Seattle really slowing them down. Uh, 49ers at the Cowboys. 49ers are minus three. Kenny over under 45. Yeah, you
3: know, San Francisco uh, didn't play. Uh, they didn't win last week, but they actually outplayed, outplayed Washington. And I, I, there's not a lot of life left. I don't think for the 49ers right now for the playoffs, but. They're the better football team uh, compared to these two teams that are playing on the field. Dallas has played a little bit better as of late, but still too many injuries. That offensive line is well below average. San Francisco is still much better team in the trenches on both sides, I think. So, um, I, I thought this was a pick'em game. Um, actually I made Frisco one point favorite. So
1: give me the 49ers plus the three. It's actually a minus three. You still like San Francisco? Yeah. Oh, for an sorry. Well, no, I don't then. I don't. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you wrote in your email plus three and I'm like, I hope he means minus three because yeah. this line is ridiculous to me. I yeah, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. I'm confused. I did. I know I'm not confused. Of, I do like the 49ers minus three. I made them six. Okay. I am six six points better than the Cowboys. I was like, "Wait a minute, you're that better?" I am. I am. He, on, I'm, Kenny's
2: you know, grabbing points when he can't get them.
3: <laughs> I want to. I, I, I want to te- te- go the wrong way with the teaser. Yeah, teaser through zero. I got,
0: the, uh, I got the Rams minus three over the Jets in this spot. I think it's one of my best bets. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make up. Uh, lines I like to that. Take I like Jack. that one too, Will. Give me that one too. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: R.J. R.J. I, disagrees, I believe.
1: Right. I asked because I actually made the game a pick I don't know what this line is. San Francisco's lost five the <laughs> last six. And I know that they outplayed Washington there, but, I mean, Washington's not a great team either. Dallas just won by 23 on the road. I know that was kind of a fake win with the two defensive touchdowns, but – the defense is playing well. I think it should be a pick They're getting guys back in the secondary. Now, they're not great. It's not like they played awesome earlier in the year, but they're better than the guys they're replacing. Um, San Francisco's offense is just 21st in DVOA, 20th in points per drive. You just can't assume they're going to roll out and score a bunch of points. Most hurt. De- Debo Samuel's out now. I mean, I, I don't trust that offense. Um San Francisco's defense isn't really as scary this year with these injuries. They're just 22nd in adjusted sack rate, and this is technically the fourth straight week on the road since the bye for San Francisco since they had those two home games in Arizona. So, long road trip for San Francisco. This line, I know the Cowboys aren't good, but 49ers aren't good either. They shouldn't be laying three on the road.
2: I would take the Niners. I don't love this game, but uh, I looked at it and I thought, boy, that looks really fishy. <laughs> Headline looks fishy. It really does. And that's why Kenny had problems trying to figure out what it was. Um, <laughs> so I will, I will take, I will lean to the Niners. I just think they're going to run the ball on them and run the ball on them. And the Cowboys defense is so bad.
0: Yeah. I think that's the thing is the Cowboys are a sub replacement level team. I mean, it's the Cowboys jets and Bengals in, in, in a grouping for me. And you know, I, I, get that the 49ers aren't great, but I think they'll scheme up enough to get, to get some production. Jeff Wilson runs, Brandon Ayuk has a couple of big plays and Dallas is unable to do much on offense. I, I like the 49ers as the best bet in the spot.
3: So well, I'm going to, i just add in because, you know, I, I'm, I'm trusting my process on most of this stuff right now, working on college basketball, NBA coming up and I'm, and I'm doing every sport. Um, San Francisco has only been out gained yards per play one time this year. Wow. Out of every game, one time. Um, when, when Dak went out and, and they be, started to use, uh, Danucci and then Dalton, they, they were out gained 3.2 yards of play, 3.4 yards of play, .4, .5, 1.1, 0.8, 2.4 against Baltimore. Seven straight games they were outgained yards per play. They finally outgained a team and it was Cincinnati last week because they're playing nobody at quarterback and they're not very good anyway. So this is just a really bad Dallas team. San Francisco is definitely going to outgain them yard per play um, by more than a yard in this game.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it comes down to like, like if look if Nick Mullins commits a bunch of red zone turnovers, Dallas can win. I mean that's you know that's that's entirely possible. But if he if he avoids bonehead mistakes. And there, and Kyle Shannon has a good scheme on this defense. They'll put up enough points that Dallas can't match, in my opinion. Controversy there with R.J. R.J. All in on the Cowboys. R.J. Does Dallas?
1: And I knew it would be a controversial one, but I did that with Steelers last week, and look how that worked out for me. So,
0: well, that was the that was the sharp play. The Steelers. The Bills felt like a public donkey pile at like coming into that game. Everybody's on the like everybody's on the Bills and. I don't care about sharp plays, I
1: care about results.
3: If, if Ben didn't throw a pick six, Pittsburgh probably wins the game.
1: Mm, maybe.
3: They
2: did nothing in the second half.
0: I thought yeah. the Bills did a great job of like adjusting their offensive line to like just eliminate Cam Hayward, give Allen time, and then Diggs just put on a show in the second half. Uh Bears at Vikings, Vikings minus three over under forty seven, Pete.
2: I don't understand this line, so I'm going to make my own line on it, like ours, like Kenny just did on his game. No, I just don't. This line looks so funky to me. I think the Bears are the better team right now. I I really do. I think uh, they've come alive a little bit on offense. The defense hasn't been as good, but that Vikings offense, if you stop the run, they're limited. And I think that the Vikings defense is bad. They we you know they can't rush the passer. They're not a great pass rushing team. Trubisky will be able to have success in this game, and I'm I'm leaning. In fact, I know I'm taking the Bears as. One of my best bets. I think they win this game outright.
1: The look ahead was Minnesota minus six. You just can't move it that far off the look ahead, you know, so I, three makes sense to me. I think the line should be in the middle there. I would lean to Minnesota. Um, you know, it seems like the bears are the obvious play here, but Chicago's offense coming on, on with Trubisky, but last two were versus very bad defenses at home. And I think Minnesota's defense actually has been solid this year. They're 12th in DVOA, top five and third down success rate and red sub so success rate. So they know how to win in situational plays. And I just can't be convinced that Trubisky is just going to keep on having good games over and over. We've, we've seen what he's been for the last three years. So this could come down to Eric Hendrick's health for me. He's a big part of that defense. He's missed the last couple games. That defense has played poorly than they had um, when they were working up and building up to being a good defense. So this play isn't as strong to me if he's out, and it does look like he could be out. I think they signed a linebacker off the practice squad on Wednesday. So I don't trust them without him on defense. Well, I'm just making it a lean, but I would lean Minnesota.
3: Yeah, I, I like the, uh, Bears in this game plus the three. I, I think it's a, uh, I think the Bears, as Pete said, the Bears could be the better football team right now. I really do. The defense is, is far better. Um, and if Hendricks is out, forget it. This he's the best defensive player they have right now since they lost, since Hunter didn't, decided not he didn't play this season. Um, the offense, yeah, they may have gone up against two bad defenses, but finally Trubisky put some games together. And I, I think maybe, you know, he, he played a poor game against Green Bay. That might have been trying to shake some rust off. Uh, after being out for six weeks and not playing, um, but I I like the way he played. He rated out really well to me, and if he continues to play that way, the Bears I think should have been the favorite in this one. So I'm on I'm on the Bears plus the three.
0: Yeah, I got the Bears too, and I understand where RJ's coming from. But here's what I think about Trubisky. I think this final three games for Trubisky is the the convince Ryan Pace to franchise tag him or convince Ryan Pace to give him a contract at the Blake Bortles extension this all season. So Trubisky's going to play well. The Bears are going to make a little play. My pace ain't going to be there to make that decision. I don't know. If they can, get, if they get a nine and seven and just miss the playoffs, he's not getting fired.
2: Hmm. I don't think he's going to be there.
0: Well, Maserati he, Mitch has got it cranked up, doesn't he? If he Maserati Mitch is rolling right
1: now, he's, If he wasn't uh, up for an extension. You wouldn't. He wouldn't try to play well using the Pete logic that he always yeah, uses. He's not right. going to try to play well if he's not going to get an extension, right? Yeah, so didn't. that
2: means he's going to no extension. I'm not playing well.
1: Exactly. He's like, nah, eh, I'm
0: out. Put him full. I'm not even playing. I don't care about playing. Come
2: on, Princeton. Maserati
0: Mitch. Look, the, you can throw
1: on this Vikings defense.
0: Maserati Mitch, Allen Robinson, maybe for the maybe for the
1: millie maker. Maserati Mitch. Do not give him a nickname like that. He does not deserve that. <laughs> that's a it, that's an inside joke.
0: You joking about a. Uh, uh, There's there somebody. It's, dro- there. it's what he I'm, drove I'm, at NC State. No, no. Somebody, in somebody in the media,
2: somebody in the media called him Maserati Mitch a couple years ago.
0: Yeah. Somebody in the media who is anyway moving along
2: (laughs) might be interviewing for, for, well, is interviewing for,
0: Hey, he might, he might might get his wish. He might be Maserati Mitch's GM (laughs) in a few months. Uh, Bucks at Falcons, Bucks minus six over under 50 and a half. Kenny.
3: I like it under because that's what my sheet says under 50 and a half. I'm glad I got the price, right? Uh, you know, this, this, this uh Atlanta team, since uh, they fired Quinn has really stepped up. They've played far better defense and uh, they've, they've gone under, uh, they're six and two to the under. Um, and then that's basically if you're Ryan Morris and you're with a defensive coordinator, you're going to be conservative. You're going to slow things down and that's what they've done. Their offense now about 30 seconds in between plays Um It's trying to run it a little bit more, but they're still a passing team. But the defense is, is, is what's improved. Um, and I, and Tampa Bay, they just continue to get, they just continue to show me each week. They continue to get better defensively. So yeah, I'm under the total CBS sports digital is calling. I got to run guys. Have a great weekend. Let's hit our parlay.
1: Yeah, I would lean Atlanta here. I don't know what to expect from Atlanta. Four and nine record, but a plus six point differential. They looked pretty terrible in the second half last week. Um, so I don't trust them, but Tampa's win wasn't as dominant as the score says with the special teams miscues. Um, yeah. their offense only managed 303 yards against Minnesota. Bailey makes his kicks as a tight game. It's a road divisional game. I can see the under hitting. Um, uh, but yeah, I just don't trust Atlanta. I don't know what to expect from them. So I'm just staying in a lean and staying away. Yeah, yeah, I'm with w- you. I'm with That's you,
2: RJ. Fine. I wanted to take the Falcons in the points, but I, I can't trust them. Uh Normally, in this spot, it would be an easy take for me six on a division game at home. Uh But I'll I'll take the Bucks because I just don't think Atlanta's that good on offense right now. Matt Ryan's struggling, and I think Tampa Bay found their defense at the at the break. Uh, so I'll take the Bucks minus the points, but I don't love it.
0: Yeah, so I, I think the under is a best bet here. If you look at the Falcons, uh, you know they haven't done they haven't scored. Very many points lately. And I know that they tossed up a 40 burger, uh, on the Raiders a few weeks ago, but that was a, that was a complete, like, it was, it was just fictional. Like it didn't, it was, fr- it was a fraudulent 43. Like it didn't really happen. Uh, and so I think, you know, you take, you take what, you take what Atlanta is doing right now. And to me, it, they just look like a team that is struggling offensively. As you point out, Matt Ryan hadn't been very good. And, and by the way, they put up uh, 17 against the Chargers in that loss. 16 against the Saints the week before. And the week before they played the Raiders, they put up nine. I mean, since the bye, they've just been awful offensively. I would lean
2: to the under two. I don't know if RJ would. We could throw that. If he does, we throw it in the parlay too. I
1: mean, we're getting in trouble. It seems like all these totals we're throwing in into our parlay. It? It's
2: all totals, I, isn't it? I
1: know we don't agree on spread, so I think we're going to have to go with totals. So, yeah, I'm fine. Well, keep it I'm...
2: on the side. Keep it on the side, and then maybe we'll come back to it. If, if we don't
1: agree. find anything else, we'll do that because Kenny okay. likes it too. Right. Um but yeah I mean look, like even before the bye they put
0: up 22 on the Lions 25 against the Panthers I mean they're just not that good offensively and right. it's just not working and Tampa Bay will do enough to limit them I think you know I don't I don't the Bucks don't have it right now in terms of their offense either and I don't think this is necessarily a get right spot against a defense that has actually improved so I have the under as a best bet would lean towards the Falcons because I would want the points in a close divisional game All right we're going to take a break when we come back we got a few more picks with Pete before he has to pull a Kenny disappearing guy, including possible Patriots upset for Brian Flores. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of new balance clutch athletics and rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community with rising defensive stars. Will Anderson and chase young on the roster clutch athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, so Patriots at the Dolphins. Dolphins minus two over under 41 and a half, Pete. Look,
2: Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, I'm not going to bug that trend. I think he's going to do what he did last time, a couple weeks ago when he played Justin Herbert. I think he's going to throw everything at him. I think Tua played better last week. He still got some issues getting from the left to the right. And I think they're going to focus on keeping him when he opens to, the, to for his left and make him tro- throw back to the right. And I think he's going to have problems with it. I- I'll take the Patriots. I don't like. I don't love their offense, but I think defensively they're going to limit the Dolphins. Dolphins are banged up. I know, you know, Parker and Grant play are going to play with their hamstring injuries, but those things can go at any time. So I'll take the Patriots and Belichick.
1: And the line's moving toward the pad, so that makes sense. New England's not a great matchup for Miami. Dude, their struggles versus the run. I think they've been better lately. Um, I'm going to be the, the the fish here, and I'm going to go against the grain and take Miami. Um, you know, dealing with a lot of injuries, many of those players did practice on Wednesday. We'll see if some of them get through the game. Not having Gaseki's a problem, but New, New England allowed just one touchdown catch to tight end all year, so I didn't wasn't counting on a big game from him anyway. And I just don't trust the New England offense against good defenses. And Van Noy and Roberts are practicing. Miami's defense is good if they're in there. they played well. They ranked third in points per drive first and third down success rate, I think they can lead the team to a win. So I'm going to go uh, Miami minus two as a best bet, and also the under 41.5 as a best bet. I love the under. Yeah, I like the under as well, too. It's, it could be five points lower. I'd still like it. I just added it to the, my best bets. I'd
0: forgotten about it until I saw this. You took it, RJ, so I guess I am copying off your paper. But mm-hmm. I'm taking the Pats as a best bet, too. Uh, New England, 25 and five straight up against rookie quarterbacks under Bill Belichick, including an 11 game win streak and that 45-0 shellacking of, uh, of Justin Herbert. Now, a little bit of a difference here in that Chan Gailey's had some success against Bill Belichick in terms of coaching up scheme, but I I think he'll be able to put enough pressure on Tua. And while I do love the idea that Tua plays well against Belichick after Herbert didn't for, for, you know, shoving into Pete's face, uh, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. And, you can run against Miami to a small degree. This is basically a, the ultimate revenge game. Everybody's getting revenge on somebody in this game, outside of like Cam and Tua. I mean, it's all these players are intermingled because of how Brian Flores brought guys in. Uh, Roberts and Van Noy would be a bigger problem. I just think the Patriots will score. I think it's like seventeen fourteen, and Pat squeak out with a win. So I will take the plus two, and certainly uh, think the under is a good play as well. Browns minus five at the Giants, Pete, over under 44. I'm going to use my
2: Raiders Chiefs theory in this one. When the Raiders and Chiefs played, was it three weeks ago? The Raiders put everything into that game and it was close right into the end and they almost pulled it off. And then they went out on the road and played Atlanta, who was a bad team at the time. It just got dominated like we talked about earlier they were awful lifeless I think this is one of those spots where the Browns are coming off a game they put a ton into winning that game in prime time and now they have to go out on the road and play look the Giants have issues we don't know where Jones is going to be but McCoy has proved that he can win a game and I think that defense is good enough up front uh to slow down that run game so I'm going to take the Giants and the points in this game
1: I think that's good logic. I'm still on the other side though. The line's going up. So you probably can't get five if you're listening to this unless something happened. But with Bradbury on the COVID list, I believe is where he got put. Um, it just seems like everything's rolling against the Giants right now. Um, Cleveland's offense, 450 plus yards and three straight. Baker's looking excellent. That Giants offense is sputtering with Daniel Jones battered and bruised only 43 points in the last three games. The Giants defense has been great in recent weeks, but you can only do so much versus a hot Cleveland offense. So as long as they don't completely, you know, you know, throw out their game and they have something left, I think they'll play well. Cleveland's D hasn't been good but that d line should have success against the giant so line so i'm seeing a good matchup there on that other side as well so i i uh if you were subscribed to sports line and you follow my picks and you get my alerts you would have got on the browns minus four when i had it earlier in the week um now it's up to six some things have developed i just didn't like the quarterback situation with the Giants, so i, I was on the browns early i didn't care what happened uh, i figured the line was going to go up so um uh, i'm still taking the browns at minus five once you get to that six range, is where i think it is now i'm probably not playing it as a best bet
0: Yeah, that's that's probably a good call. I I like the I like the job. I mean, the Browns here as well. Um, people are like trotting out the oh, oh, watch out, Freddie Kitchens is calling plays. It's the Freddie Kitchens revenge game. No, Freddie Kitchens doesn't get to get revenge on the Browns. He deserved to be fired. He was terrible. If anybody's getting revenge on the on Freddie Kitchens in this game, it's the Browns getting revenge on Freddie Kitchens for being their head coach for a year and nearly costing them Kevin Stefanski and nearly ruining Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Talk about Maserati Mitch trying to get an extension. Baker's eligible after this year, and it's not, I don't think it's affecting the way he plays. But if he's really good down the stretch and the Browns win twelve games, Baker can can demand a big contract this offseason. I think the Browns probably have to give it to him.
2: Not if he lays an egg in the postseason. He better be good in the postseason.
0: Sure, but but right, but you play. I mean, if he if he if he lays a total turd against like the Steelers in the postseason, yeah, that's fine. Right. But if you go out there and you know, if you if you quit if you if you win twelve games with the Browns, get to the playoffs, you know, keep it close in the division race with the Steelers, and then like acquit yourself well in the playoffs, then they're they're probably going to pay you or want yep. to pay you before it yep. gets too expensive. Well, they
2: drafted him number one overall for a reason.
0: Sure, and I, I just think this is a hey, spot where Connecticut's Japan- calling me. <laughs> Unbelievable! Um, you're not on for ten minutes.
2: Uh, Fifteen minutes, I
0: think. These guys are unreal. Um. So, anyway, I think big I think they'll use a bunch of play action. No, Bradbury is a big, big problem for that Giants defense. Higgins Landry can have a field day. I like the Browns here. It's not a best bet, but I, I do like uh Cleveland Jets at Rams. Rams minus seventeen and a half over under forty three and a half. Pete.
2: Yeah, I got the under in this game. I don't think the Jets are going to score much. I, I think it's like thirty one to seven. And, and that's under the 40, was it 43 and a half? Yeah. Uh, that's an under game. So I'll, I'll take the Rams. I think they cover the 17, but I'll take the under.
1: I can't lay 17 and a half and I can't back the awful Jets, like I've said for weeks. So stay away. Uh, if anything, I may lead under with Pete. Um, I can't see a, a Rams defense that's first in points per drive allowing anything to the Jets. So, um, so I think I like that under is a good call, but I'm just going to stay away.
0: All right. Yeah. I, I agree. The under is a good play. I think I had that in my, uh, in my picks column. I can't remember if I made it a best bet. Y- you can't take the Jets. I mean, they just can't can't do anything. And they're not. And that was against a bad, a questionable Seattle defense. And now they're playing the the Rams. I, they will be snuffed out and obliterated. But Sean McVay won't have an interest in making it forty five to seven. That's no. the reason why you can't do no. this. Right. But the under, right.
2: I got to run. But here's my last best bet: is the Ravens. Uh, I hate laying that many points, but boy, that Jaguars team is awful. With a capital A, Gardner Minshew, give me a break. The guy's terrible. A Minshew Mania is dead. They're dead. Blowout city. I'll take the Ravens.
0: All right, Pete. Tell the folks in Fort Lauderdale or New York or Stanford or wherever they are. Stanford. Thanks the, the, the for calling hour. 42 minutes early. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks I'll everybody. see you. All right. So, Pete, on the way out the door, throws a, a, a bomb onto Dave Caldwell. Actually, Dave Caldwell got fired. Doug Marone, the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew. They're playing the Ravens, who are one of his best bets at
1: minus 13. I kind of looked at him. I mean, and I think, RJ, you might agree with him. Yeah, uh, I was surprised that two of us are laying these many points in, a, in an NFL game in 2020, but my power ratings model generally doesn't like big favorites, and it has a line at least two points short. It would have at least 15 here. Um Baltimore's good at pounding bad teams. First four wins of the season were all 14-plus points. They did the same to in that Dallas game a few weeks back in primetime. Jaguars' defense has given up 200-plus rushing yards in two of their last three games. I don't think they have any chance of slowing down Baltimore here, uh, and that Baltimore defense going to bounce back from the Monday night shootout versus Gardner Minshew, who isn't good, as Pete was alluding to, um, very subtly. I didn't really know if anybody picked up on it, but he doesn't think <laughs> Gardner Minshew is a very good quarterback. So, um, I, don't, I think the line could move down a little bit. You might get a little value because I think people will see the name Gardner Minshew and, and kind of believe in him. It looks like looking at the bet counts, um, it, it's, it's a little bit lean to Jaguars at the site I'm looking at now. So I think maybe you get a little bit of value, value off the 13. Um, but, uh, so maybe you wait for it, but either way, I love the Baltimore here. I, I just think it's a too good of a, too good of a matchup for him.
0: Any thought of using the, Ravens in a teaser. Aren't there three games of 10-point spreads like Ravens, Rams, and uh, Titans
1: maybe in a three-game 10-point teaser? Or is that just not something you like to mess with? Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love going from like 17 to seven and a half. Yeah. Um, like you and the Rams and, and Ravens would be kind of okay. I wish we, it once it gets to 12 and a half, then yeah, definitely get it under three. You know, if you can create a three team teaser like that, but I wouldn't look at that, but maybe there are some teams you can tease up as well. I just, I just don't, don't love the three teams because too much can go wrong and anything can happen in an NFL game. And the more teams you add to your teaser, like the more uncertainty you're, you're packing on. Yeah, that's fair.
0: And look, we saw, you know, the Texans should have easily covered against the Jaguars a few weeks ago with Brand, uh, with Jake Luton starting. I don't know why I confused it with Brandon Allen. Uh, and you know, they came through the back door and am like, the Ravens could be up 19 points and in complete command of the game. And, and there is a possibility too, I think, you know, sort of walking through in my brain, like how this game would play out. And I think that they will run all over Jacksonville, but I also think once Baltimore gets up two scores, They're going to be pretty conservative. They'll want to let Lamar do some stuff so he can start to feel more comfortable. I think they're stretching out that offense, and they want to let him use his legs. He's run a lot more the last three weeks. But early on in the season, when they were winning those games handily, they Lamar wasn't running. I remember watching the game against Washington. They pulled him early. And so I think there's a chance, because it's a short week, because Lamar is still fatigued from COVID, that maybe they don't run him as much. And they just win with the run game. They get up – like three touchdowns or 17 points, and then they don't care if Jacksonville scores a late touchdown and they're up 10 and they get an on kick, and and then all of a sudden you lose that 13. So that would be my only concern, but I, I agree. This is this team is wildly
1: better than the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, and Jacksonville can't stop the run. So I have no problem taking the Ravens here. I think that could happen the way you're saying it, except it's 31-3 and they let them get a touchdown, and they still cover by eight points. Sure, it's that's no, entirely possible. I just think that Baltimore's beat up and doesn't
0: want to risk too many injuries but i also think that the ravens want to kind of keep keep what they got rolling because i mean do you have any interest in the ravens uh, futures at all
1: um you you could see it uh you, you know they have a good defense when they're all healthy so you could see them getting into the playoffs and giving up you know 17 points a game and being just able to to eke out some defensive battles even if lamar isn't playing well um, so you could see it. I just, I just you know, it depends on the matchups, just as everything else happens in the AFC. You know, the Titans wouldn't have gotten to the, to the AFC title game if they played some different teams, maybe. So you just, you just don't know what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah, if you want to throw a lottery ticket on them, I'm fine with that. Oh, they're 18 to one. For the, to win the Super Bowl?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's great value. I mean, they're not even in the playoffs right now. They're 18 to one. It's like the fifth, like they're
0: way past the Titans and the Colts. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, all right. We're going to take a very quick 60 second pause. Don't go anywhere. We come back, RJ, and I'll tell you what to do with the Chiefs and Saints game.
5: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the
0: best price. So Chiefs minus three at the Saints over under 51 and a half. We record this on Thursday afternoon, which means there's no actual way to know whether Drew Brees will play or not. Um, although at least one report from one outlet had conflicting reports about whether Drew Brees would play in a 12-hour span uh, with an indication that he was definitely not playing, followed shortly by an indication that he would possibly play. And uh, Sean Payton has said that Brees is back at practice but does, is a long way from game shape. If you were uh, betting on this game right now, you're getting a point and a half because the, it was four and a half. Now it's three with Brees being announced. You'd think it'd be worth more
1: Uh, Is there some value in the Chiefs here with the illusion of Breeze possibly playing? Well, I think you can uh, you can surmise what to think about this game, the fact that none of us took a best bet on it. We just don't know what's going to happen in this game. Yeah. My lean would be the under. Uh, Saints catched five straight unders and feels like we should have had last week's too. But that is, I think we summed up earlier with that late touchdown. That shouldn't have happened. I think the New Orleans defense shows better this week at home after a surprising loss, even if they don't hold the Chiefs to like 10 points because they're the Chiefs. I think they're going to come out and have a good game. Um So under isn't like a, a, a great best bet. So that's why I didn't make it a best bet because we are talking about the Chiefs. But I would lean to the Saints at home coming off a loss. I think the line is fair at three um if you can get it at four and a half you know if you could have got it earlier I'd like that a little bit better
0: yeah I think I'd lean towards the Saints too even kind of with Taysom Hill and it's not that I think they're going to overpower the Chiefs or anything but that defense is good and they had a bad day against an Eagles team that really just showed up you know needing to win one with Jalen Hurts um this is a huge pretty huge game for the Saints I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like 20% of the snaps for Drew Brees just to get him some game action, but I, I would I would bet on him being inactive if I had to pick. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the under. You know, Taysom Hill or Drew Brees, I don't think it really matters. If Drew Brees plays, they're not going to try. Sean Payton's not going to have him drop back 35, 40 times. He's going to want to minimize the number of times he has to drop back, and that's almost why you can't play him the whole game. Uh, either way, you're talking about a quarterback who's either handing off a bunch or running the football a bunch. Um, so I like, I like the under in this spot if I were picking something from this game. Texans at Colts, Colts minus 7, over under 51. A note here, RJ, that Kenny has a best bet to the over 51 for Texans-Colts. Any thoughts on that or the spread?
1: Yeah, I, would, I was leaning to the over. I actually did have it as a best bet for a minute, um, but I took it out. Um, you know, it's a, it's a the rematch divisional game, so those tend to go under. Um, I know Fornelli talks about that a lot, and he's talked about it on the the uh, early edge podcast powered by Sportsline. he He's, he's used that as a play a few times there. So um, I like that, that uh, there that was enough for, to, to back me off of that. There was only 46 points last time in their game. It was steaming over after the first half had a few drives in and turnovers in the second half and it didn't get there. Um, so that, and we, I think we liked the under in that game and, and uh, people on Twitter were like, some guy on Twitter was like, you guys steered me wrong. You know, it's 23, 20. What do you guys know? And, we're, and then they got like two points and there was a safety and a field goal. And we're like, yeah, there you go. Cash. Yeah. Um, so
0: Easy money.
1: Easy money. Yeah, so <laughs> never a sweat at all. So if you <laughs> can get the Packers at minus 8.5, this is the game I tease them with. I go Packers to 2.5 and, and Colts to minus 1. Uh, I think the Colts are too talented to lose this matchup with all the the absences Houston has. They just lost a, a defensive player, a key defense player in Reed at safety. Um, so I do think in the wins this game, I would be fine taking them if you're teasing them down. But I didn't want to lay the 7, and I didn't quite get there on the over.
0: Yeah, my concern with the seven points here. I I, I like Indy a lot. I think uh, I mentioned this in my picks column. That the Jonathan Taylor over going back to the well for the third, fourth straight week maybe now, and I, I have no problem with it. He's running really well. They're blocking really well. They are feeding him the ball. I want to get him twenty plus carries because they're trying to get him warmed up for a postseason run. And they're the Texans are god awful against the the run. This is a great spot for Jonathan Taylor. He should he should smash. I think it's a hundred plus rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, take you know, I, by the way, I tell you, I hit a forty to one parlay on him last week. Nice. Taylor, 150 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Too bad I still lost everything else. Um, I but uh, I like I like Taylor over rush yards in this spot, and I I it's just too much for seven's too much. Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, excuse me, is just a is just prime to throw some garbage time touchdown to Brandon Cooks with th- you know two minutes left, no timeouts. They don't get the onside kick, and they they you know they they lose by three or something like that. And and the Colts are not interested in just killing anybody, so. I don't mind the over because I think you could see some shootouts and Rivers throws it around a little bit, but I do think they'll try and run the ball with Taylor. Uh It's just a stay away for me. Steelers minus 13 at the Bengals over under 40 and a half. Note here, Kenny
1: has a best bet to the under 40 and a 40 and a half. So low, R.J. Yeah, Pittsburgh hasn't gotten the 20 points in any of three December games so far. They're struggling with drops. So, um, I don't know if they're going to score a ton of points even against Cincy and, uh, Cincy's defense actually played pretty well in that fit, that fake score, that fake final score against Dallas. You know, they didn't really give up 30 points. Um, you know, have the two defensive touchdowns there. They allowed 20 or less in their three prior games to that. So you could see a low scoring game here. I, I don't mind that with Kenny. And if you do like the under, I mean, lean to the, the Bengals at plus 13. That's a lot of points to cover for if the game's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, I don't expect much from Cincy's offense. So I know it doesn't feel good having and back Cincy and sweat out of Brandon Allen against the Steelers cover. But Steelers have, have injuries at defense. I mean, Cincy could get to 10 and, or a couple field goals, and maybe they cover this because Pittsburgh just isn't scoring more than 20. So my lean would be to Cincy because um, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I do kind of like that under too.
0: Yeah, I, I have no problem with the under. I just don't, don't want to get in the way of Pittsburgh possibly flexing on a crappy team. I mean, the Bengals are all the Bengals. If if I you were not, we were on the podcast of Breach and Wilson recapping the week, and Breach believes that the Jets would beat the Bengals by two touchdowns right now.
1: Yeah, I heard that. I was like, have some faith in your team, Breach. I mean, Andy Dalton moves, and you're just ready to give up everything for the. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know that he's that wrong. though.
0: This is a bad Bengals team. Like they can't stop anything. I just feel like the Steelers might say, "Okay, look, we are going to." Buckle up in the trenches and we're going to run the football. And people keep talking about how we can't run the football. We're going to do it. Now, maybe that doesn't equate to easily winning by 13. I just don't see Brandon Allen coming through in the clutch against, you know, TJ Watt and Cameron Hayward and, and Stefan too. And I, this, this reeks of a, of a nasty game for the Bengals. Like every game is for the Bengals. That's on Monday night, by the way. And Mike Tomlin will show up against the Bengals. They, they, they'll, they'll beat that ass, I think. And so I'll take the Steelers. Don't, I mean, don't love it. It's 13, but I, I will take the Steelers. Lions at the Titans, Titans minus 11. God, there's some big spreads this week. Over under 51 and a half. Um, This game is still off the board because we don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford. But we've got at 11 because I guess that's the Westgate number, or what's the deal?
1: Yeah, I think um I think it actually was on the board for William Hill for at some point. Um, I might have to double check that. Um, but um, you know, Debo might be able to answer that. I haven't been keeping too close tabs on it because I don't want anything to do with the uh, the Titans here. It's just too many points for me for the Titans. Um, that Lions uh, offense could be bad with Chase Daniel, but Tennessee's defense is going to have um two good games on a row at least on the scoreboard. I mean, they had two yeah, long drives. Hey, sorry, it was
0: yeah, it's William Hill.
1: Um, had it at that number this morning. That yeah, so, there, so there you go. If you want to play it, that's how you can play it. And I think Brinson's going to play it here. They got but, it right uh, now. They still, still 11 right now. Go bet that. Everybody go bet that. It, it, it's, it should not be 11. Yeah, but which side are you going to go bet that? Titans. Yeah, I think you're crazy. That defense sucks. Sure, but what are the, what are the Lions going to do? They have nobody you are going to score touchdowns against a terrible defense. It's 32nd and 3rd down success rate, 30th and red zone success rate. A third of ten- Tennessee's t- uh, touchdowns have given, been given up in the fourth quarter. That backdoor is going to be wide open. You'd have to have – they would be up by 28 for me to be comfortable with them in the fourth quarter, you know, so – Well. well. I'm going to lean to the Detroit there. I almost made it a best bet. There's several almost best bets here, but I just couldn't do it knowing the motivation factor around the holidays, teams that are out of it. You just don't know who to trust here. So I stayed away in this one, just like I stayed away in the Cincy one. Um, but I wouldn't trust the Titans defense either. I don't
0: trust the Titans defense. I do trust, I do trust Derrick Henry to just keep running and breaking off big runs in December. That's all he does. He's going to run for 250 yards again this week. I, I mean, it seems stupid to just assume he's going to get 150 to 200 yards, but he just does it every week. So I'm not sure how exactly they stop him. I, I like the Titans in this spot. I think they'll, I think they obliterate the Lions. Lions are probably playing a backup. Maybe Stafford starts and they bring somebody else in. DeAndre Swift, I think is, is an interesting spot here. They have nobody on defense though. They'll be a little more motivated. I mean, Frank Ragnall is playing with a fractured throat. What are we doing here guys? Pack it up. Go home. Go see your families. Call the dogs off and let Derrick Henry embarrass you in front of the the entire world before you go home and and, and tuck your kids in for for bed or something like that. Eagles at
1: Cardinals. Cardinals minus 6.5 and over under a 49, RJ. Yeah, the Eagles tried to throw us off the scent with their over last week. There shouldn't have been an over. They had six straight unders. Um Jalen Hurts isn't going to play as well as he did. I, I think moving forward, I think that was about as as the uh, peak level of what you're going to get from him. I think we could see some regression here. The Arizona unders are nine and four this season. Kyler looked healthier last week, in that Philadelphia defense not the, the one isn't reflected on the scoreboard, but I think they have been playing well. They've had good, good, uh, you know, good stretches. We saw it in the Saints. I mean, they they did what they did in the first half of the saints was really a cap on what had been a pretty good month for them. So I think both teams are going to look to chew up clock. Philly had 36 runs last week. That shortens the game under 49. Just seems like a big total for that type of game here. So I know with even Kyler healthier, we expect they're going to score points and ruin this, but I don't know. Best bet under 49 to me. I just think this is going to be a, a game in the low twenties.
0: No, I agree with you. I, um, you were editing my, I don't think the best bet was on there. Uh, Devo, so make sure we get that for RJ. you were editing my picks piece. You're like, you, I like. I did pulled to Brinson and stopped mid sentence, but I was trying to say that I think people look at this and think, "Oh, Jalen hurts points for the Eagles." Oh, like Kyler Murray, exciting DeAndre Hopkins. These coaches will be methodical here, and you got quarterbacks who run the ball a bunch. So that's you know, I, I don't think that Kyler will. I'm not saying he can't pick up big chunk plays in the in the ground game against the. Against the Eagles defense, but that defensive line, they got players on a defense. Uh, I don't, I don't think either team is going to be throwing it a ton and it just ends up staying. You have two coaches who, while Doug Peterson is aggressive, is not trying to air the ball out. They're just neither team is going to take deep shots down the field in this game. And so I like the, uh, I like the under a lot as well. Um, all right. Let's get to the pick six parlay. So we have to figure this out. We have the Packers over 51 and a half. We have the Seattle Washington under. 44 and a half. And then we had another game we agreed on, but it will leave us with three totals. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah. I, I, let's just go for, we're not going to agree on any spread. So go ahead and take that bucks under. If you want to do that. All right. So bucks Falcons under 50 and a half.
0: That's the pot. That's the pick six podcast parlay. And now I have to come up with six teams against the spread. RJ will get rid of one of them. And we're doing this because we got so white hot on our parlay that the folks at William Hill teamed up with CBSSports.com and they created a parlay pick em contest. Of course, as soon as they pick this contest, we haven't won a pin a parlay since. Go figure. Contest is open from Tuesday, but you can Contest is open from Tuesday through Sunday. You pick your best five teams in a parlay against the spread. We give away a $1,000 guaranteed every week. The odds are powered, provided by William Hill Sportsbook. Go to CBSSports.com slash parlay. So here are the teams that I'm going to give out, RJ, and you can listen and decide on one that you want to get rid of. And those teams are: oh, I got to find. I lost one team. Who was I like? Oh yeah, all right, I got it. Let's see. This is a. You're going to hate this list. <laughs> all of them. You, I take out all of them. You're going to want to take out five of them. Well, no, maybe four of them. Ravens minus thirteen. Browns minus five. Patriots plus two, 49ers minus three, Bears
1: plus three, and Washington plus five and a half. So I know I'm on an island on a lot of those and, and, um, and the line has moved against me. Like, like in particular, I wouldn't want to throw out the Patriots. I know that that's probably, a, a, a me on a ledge there. So I, I, you know, I think you're fine taking that one. Um, Washington, I think is fine if you want to do that. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm down to the Bears and, uh, what was the other one? 49ers. Yeah, Bears and 49ers, uh, that, the 49ers are a little more stinky to me as a road favorite with with how they've been. So let's take out the 49ers. Okay. So the uh, the
0: R.J. Brinson podcast, or I guess it's the R.J. tries to edit. R.J. edits Brinson podcast parlay is Ravens, Browns, Patriots, Bears, Washington. What could go wrong with that stink factory? I, I wrote about this, too, in my picks thing, R.J. It's it's This is the next three weeks are going to be, I think, you know, week 17 is always really difficult. I think there's going to be more, like, it's going to be harder. These games just aren't good the next
1: three weeks. I think it's going to be hard to to wager on and hard to determine motivation. Agree? Agree? Yeah, I mean, we had trouble at the very beginning of the season, not knowing what the season was going to look like, and in kind of anticipating that we were going to hit a, hit a ledge at some point, and we're just not going to know what the end of the season is going to look like either. So, yeah, especially with how the playoff races are, are shaking out, there isn't much intrigue on who's going to make it. So we could be a little bit less competitive games. Just don't know who's going to show up and play for their coach in week sixteen and seventeen. This
0: yeah, and, you know, this happened with the NBA too. Like these guys, even the guys who were in like in the playoff hunt, were like, we are so sick and tired of being in this bubble. And the the NFL players are getting to see you know, their families and all that, but you do, you know, at a certain point you feel like, man, like like you know, if you're 5 and 8, you're like, let this season end. Let me go home. Lock the doors for 6 months. See you, you know, see you when we see ya in the summer. I mean, that's sort of I mean, or you know, see ya, you know, whatever it is. So that's um that's sort of where I think some of those guys are probably at. Here are the best bets. Pete has the Packers over. The Ravens, Washington football team, the Giants, the Bears, the Rams under the, and the Patriots. Kenny has the Broncos, the Panthers over, the Colts over, the Bucks Falcons under, the Bears, the 49ers. Geez, Kenny, the Seahawks Washington under and the Steelers Bengals under. RJ has the Ravens. The Cowboys plus 3, the Dolphins minus 2, Browns minus 5, Seattle Washington under, Philly Arizona under, and the Pats Miami under. And I'm sitting on the Panthers Packers over, Bucks Falcons under, 49ers Patriots, the Patriots under and the Titans. I really like my picks. It's okay. Great stuff, RJ as always. Uh that's we'll have a oh th- so you're listening to this on Thursday, maybe Friday morning? We'll have, of course, a Thursday night recap show in the feed, the final one of the year. Hallelujah. Uh, Then we'll be back on Sunday night to recap everything and have a full week of content uh, heading into Christmas, which is already here. Talk to you soon, pal.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.